Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Only Black Lives Matter. Only Antifa could assume there would be no consequences to action. Only these groups could decide they could harass people, threaten people, attack people, make demands like we demand that Donald Trump never be allowed on social media again. What kind of demand is that? We demand that he lose his his right to speech? Well, Tony, Twitter's not. You're losing your right to speech. No, but you want to lose his right to communicate. Do you now have to remove all his email servers? Can he be allowed to have private correspondence online with his doctor? What exactly must he lose? And for Black Lives Matter, since there is no desire to engage in things we see as American, constitutional, valuable as your rights, rather we only engage in feelings, take away anything you want. And they expect that there would be no consequence. Antifa sets buildings on fire, attacks people in the streets, tries to direct their movement, threatens old people, threatens young people, hits people, uses bear spray on people. And they expect, they are stunned when they see a consequence because they expect there'll be no consequences. In my beloved Indianapolis, someone's driving down the street, Black Lives Matter pulls a gun on them. In broad daylight, the car backs up and tries to go around the other way. They run over to stop the car in the other direction. No, no, no. They'll decide where you can drive. This is happening. And they expect no consequences. Thus, they head down to Louisville and decide to go after people who are simply enjoying themselves ahead of the Kentucky Derby. And they're amazed someone pulled a gun? I'm amazed that it didn't happen sooner, America. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at Tony Katz. Be sure to like, and of course, TonyKatz.com for everything. It's this, this restaurant, and people are eating outdoors. And they're yelling, and they're screaming, and don't get me wrong. Black Lives Matter is not everyone who is black. Oh, this is a recording. We go over this again and again and again. It's just not. And it's like it would be as if to say that everyone who is black thinks in the same kind of monolithic way. You would literally have to be Joe Biden or a member of of the leftists to to say this. And I mean, and I say it that way specifically. I'll, I'll dig into it. So they show up and they're yelling at people and screaming at people and a guy who. I couldn't tell you if he's in his 60s or in his 70s. Hell, he could be in his 80s in today's world. Pulls out his gun. And he's standing there with a gun in his right hand. Now, this gun looks like a baby. It actually looks like a Derringer. It looks like a two-shot. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a little little gun. You'd, you'd kind of hide it in your boot in a Western Right? It's just, it's, it's, it's a, I guess a variant of a 22. Someone's, a, a gun expert's going to tell me. But it's, it's not like he pulled out a Glock. He didn't pull out a Sig Sauer P365, which, uh, full disclosure, is my carry weapon. Pulls out in Louisville, Kentucky, the Derringer. Now I ask you, is he wrong? Now, before I even let you answer, allow me to say no. Allow me to set forth an idea before you give me your answer. This man is not in his 20s. 
He's not in his 30s. He's not in his 40s. I'm going to argue looking at him, he's not in his 50s. And I'm going to question whether or not he's in his 60s. I think he's older than that. And every time I see someone like this, I think of my father, who is 83. My father can't physically throw a punch anymore. I've mentioned my father. I, I will again, I'm sure. He carries a firearm with him because he can't throw a punch anymore. And you could say, man, that's ridiculous. What would make your father think he has to throw a punch? I don't know. He could be eating outdoors in a restaurant in Louisville, Kentucky, and then here comes Black Lives Matter to scream at him, claiming that he's guilty of something he didn't even do. Except, of course, you know, maybe splitting a turkey club with my mom. I don't know. Two people digging on a Caesar salad might be considered verboten in certain areas of Louisville, Kentucky. My father's job is not to wait for the problem and then figure out the solution. My father's job, as he sees it, is to anticipate problems that could happen and then solve as many of them as possible. To be prepared for what what may come. That's what rational people do, by the way. If you want proof of that, take a look at the front door in your house and ask yourself, does that have a lock on it? And when you realize the answer is yes, you will realize that I am right and Marcellus Wallace was right. And you absolutely do things all about your life to plan ahead for what may come. This is what rational people do. They plan ahead. And this man said to himself, I'm willing to bet knowing how my father thinks somebody may attack me. Somebody may come at me. Somebody might get overly aggressive and try and threaten me. I better be able to protect myself and the ones I love. I better be able to put myself in a position to best come home safe and sound. Let me change the parlance, if, 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 if I may, or not the parlance, the, uh, the example. How many times have we heard that black moms have a different conversation with their black sons before they leave for the evening, before they go out? How you deal with the police? That is proaction, right? Now, we could argue what gets said or what advice is given or whether or not it has a necessity. That's that's over to the side. The conversation is whether or not you prepare yourself to come home safe and sound, whether or not you put in place a plan. Rational people do this. So why is it so hard for Black Lives Matter to understand that if you go about yelling and screaming and threatening people, they may pull a gun on you because they want you to know that if this gets rough, they're going to shoot you. I am not suggesting people get shot. I am questioning why it is that people are surprised. For what reason are people surprised that these things happen? You literally have to be Black Lives Matter or Antifa because in their view, they can do anything they want and you can't do nothing. You can't do anything. You shouldn't be able to do anything. It's kind of amazing. Consequences will come. Everybody knows this. Everybody is fully aware of this. Consequences will come. Unless, of course, you're Jewish, in which case you don't bring any consequences whatsoever. This is New York City, where someone by the name of Jordan Burnett was set free because of bail reform laws.
The headline, New York City judge orders accused Jewish center vandal to be cut loose. And Jews will not gather by the tens of thousands and burn down any police station. They won't throw uh, rocks through windows. They won't threaten officers. This was Riverdale Synagogue. Um, that was attacked. The suspect was granted supervised release by a judge, Tara Collins, in Bronx Criminal Court. He was ordered held on bail on 42 charges from it, stemming from an 11-day crime spree. And according to New York state law, he can't be held. He can't be held. This guy is accused of shattering synagogue doors and windows, smashing multiple car windows, and dousing prayer books in hand sanitizer before tossing them in the woods nearby. All right, that's just weird. You're attacking the synagogue, and you're going after what we uh, the the sidor, the prayer book, and and you're like, I'm, I'm going to throw these in the woods, but first, I'm going to waste my precious hand sanitizer. It's a very odd thing to do. You will not see Jews gather to fight back against us. The only time you've seen Jews gather is when they were fighting uh, these rabid restrictions and the attacks by people like Mayor Bill de Blasio and Governor Andrew Cuomo. Really nasty stuff. When Black Lives Matter and Antifa decide they're going to fight, man, they do it. Now, this is very reminiscent of a conversation that once got a guy fired. That guy was Bill Maher. And the show was, re- it was called Politically Incorrect. He now does a show real time. But in the, in the, back in the day, on ABC, he did Politically Incorrect. And he said something that I thought was despicable. He said of the terrorists on 9-11, you can call, a lot, call them a lot of things, but you can't call them cowards. Of those who hijacked planes and flew them into buildings or thank goodness for the people of Flight 93 who saved my life and I know so day in and day out. Bill Maher said you can call them a lot of things but you can't call them um, cowards and people were like, my gosh, you're nuts. And he lost his job because of that. I would still argue that's a daft thing to say. That's pretty bad. But there is something to when you look at Black Lives Matter and Antifa that they're going to push back on anything and on everything. They're going to come right at you, whether whether they're right or they're wrong. They're going to come right at you. Here, we see somebody who attacks a synagogue. And don't get me wrong, it was in conjunction with, with a lot of other things being attacked. And the largest Jewish population in America says nothing is there something to learn from these black lives matter people from these antifa people well not really but there is something to learn about the idea that people are attracted to those people who are committed i was in a conversation with some people you know how 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 does bernie sanders attract this um, 
this, this young crowd. Bernie Sanders is not, he's their great, great grandfather. How is he attracting such a, such a, a young crowd? And, and, and the answer is he is totally committed to his cause. And so is Representative Ocasio-Cortez, totally committed to her cause. It doesn't matter that both of them are, uh, they lack intellect, they lack insight, they lack understanding, they lack morality, they lack clarity. No, 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 no. They are ardent. And therefore, as long as they are, they will find people attracted to it. Now, if you want proof of this, look at Donald Trump. The single most attractive quality about Donald Trump is that he is going to wake up every day and fight that other guy. He is not going to let that other guy take him down. He's going to take that other guy down. Every day, every day, every day. Now, if you say to me, Tony, these things are cult of personality, I'll say to you, I don't necessarily disagree. I'm just describing why people are attracted to them. The difference between uh, Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez and Donald Trump regarding to why people find them fascinating is, is, is nil. Different points of view, but same strategy. People who want to burn it all down want to burn it all down, and they want to be around people who want to burn it all down, and so that's why they join Antifa. And Marxists who are Marxists who buy into the lie of, of this racialism and this bigotry, uh, they'll gladly be a part of Black Lives Matter, and they will close their eyes when the leader of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors, is raking in millions of dollars and buying million-dollar homes while they are not, because, you know, for the good of the cause or something. So people who are attracted to the people who are ardent believe that this is the only way to be, and they see a fighter, and they see the success, and they're like, this is the way to go. And then they run into a restaurant restaurant goer, somebody who's a patron, that's the word I'm looking for, at a restaurant, and that person pulls a gun, they're like, what is this? This isn't supposed to happen. They've been so bought in on the other side, they can't figure out that someone of their own free will and volition is going to be like, I'm not putting up with this nonsense. I'm making sure I'm going home alive. Screw you. That person is most likely my father. But my father would be one of the people in New York saying, you you, you let the guy who attacked synagogues go free? Someone decides to call me a racist, you'd have me under house arrest so quick and make your head spin. But but this guy uh, is breaking up, uh, breaking windows on synagogues and throwing prayer books into the woods and and nothing. I don't make the suggestion that you should abuse people who aren't bothering you. I think it's despicable, and I think that Black Lives Matter as an organization is despicable. I'm always discussing the organization. But maybe some Jews in New York could learn a lesson or two. Maybe don't take it all sitting down. Maybe learn to stand up for yourself. Just a theory. I'm Tony Katz. So yes, I'm in the car market. And yes, I'm going to get something. I don't think I'm getting the 1971 Plymouth Barracuda. 
because that just did it did it sell for major money? No, it's on the market though. It's on the market for major money. I don't know. This I was I was looking at the story earlier. Now it's my computer's giving me a problem. It's a 1971 Plymouth Barracuda. It is. It's a pretty car. Yeah, the Barracuda is a fun looking vehicle. Like I'm staring at one here. Um, that's $117,000. For the record, I'm not doing that. Here's one for $304,000. Oh, here's another one for $609,000. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. But I am going to the Mecham auction. That, that's been arranged. I'm going to the Mecham auction, and I am buying something. This all starts with me wanting... A 1966 Lincoln Continental convertible with suicide doors. Every other day I hear this. I know. I'm, 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 this is the way it starts, producer Ari. And then I was looking at the, the, the remake of the Ford Thunderbird. And then I was looking at like uh, like a 1988 um, 560 SL, the Mercedes, the, the, the two-seater. Now I'm looking at, uh, I'll, I'll look, two things. All right, here, here. These were on eBay. These are on eBay. Should I post them? I'll post them if, if you if you want to see them. I am looking at a 1973 Ford Mustang convertible. What's going to get you to buy though? Because I I you've talked about wanting a car like this for years. What's going to get you to the to the moment that you're going to do it? Okay, so uh, here is the answer to the question. The reason I'm going to the Meekum auction is because I want to do it. Um, I think that I, I have prevented myself from doing it in the past over the, the, the last vestiges of a problem I had as, as a kid and as a young man, which is a, a level of, of comfort, right? Of allowing the moment to become overwhelming and engaging in self-sabotage. And I don't do that in my business life, but I do it in certain parts of my personal life. Uh, and and to, my, to my deficit, and I've done this on, on investments to my deficit and waited too long on, on things. It's, what, it's one of my biggest issues. It's like when I don't feel totally comfortable, even though I've, I already know I've, did enough, I've done enough research, I somehow think I'm missing something. And so I don't. And so it's, it's a, you could argue it's a bit of self-preservation. But what it really is, is a last vestige of, of not necessarily fear, but self-sabotage. Like somehow I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't want this. I shouldn't have this. Right, and, it, and 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 that's how I've now identified it, and so now I'm breaking these things through. So, yeah, it kind of weirds me out to buy something from eBay, but screw it. What's the worst that can happen? My life will still go on, and that's why I'm thinking the Meekum auction because it's there. I can see it. I can touch it. I can taste it. I can ask people questions. And boom, bop, pip. 1973 Ford Mustang. I, I I will post this on my Twitter feed, and you tell me what you think. This is Tony Katz today. So I heard the craziest story about DoorDash, and I'm going to ask parents to tell me whether or not I'm crazy. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyKatz.com. I'll get to that DoorDash story in a second. But the Olympics in Tokyo, they need 500 nurses. 500 nurses are needed and the nurses are like, yeah, we're needed elsewhere. And none of this matters because there won't be an Olympics. 
Now, that's me saying it, right? That's me putting down my marker. There absolutely positively will not be an Olympics. Olympic officials have said they will need 10,000 medical workers to staff the games. But there's a spike in COVID in Tokyo and Osaka. They're under a state of emergency. So if nurses and health professionals are going to say, sorry, we can't be on call for the Olympics, we got to take care of people's lives. And they're already not allowing people in from outside the country. What are the odds? What are the odds that there is uh, an Olympics? Now let's add to this the other part, the part, and I brought this up a couple of weeks ago, and then we heard about ratings for, for, for the NBA and how they're down, and we saw the ratings for uh, the Oscars. They didn't get 10 million people for the Oscars. The ratings were down uh, 50, was it 58%? They were down by 28 million people, something like that. Maybe it was only 23 million people. What does it matter? The question is, are you looking forward to the Olympics? Are you watching the Olympics? Are you saying to yourself, man, I can't wait. Olympics? My gosh, count me in. I can't wait to root for my country. I don't think you are. They will. No, that's just it. Like the World Cup. No one cares about soccer until the World Cup. But it's not anymore. And my argument is not somehow that people are bad. It's that they aren't watching. They don't care. If you told them, hey, uh, the U.S. just won a gold medal in volleyball, people would go, that's awesome. If it was on uh, at a bar and it was a gold medal match and you walked into the bar not even knowing because you didn't know, you'd watch and the crowd would cheer, right? It's like the Kentucky Derby. The Kentucky Derby uh, just ran, and and uh, Buffer, whatever his name is, Bob. Who's Buffer. the name of the, the 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 trainer? Bob Buffer. Yeah, no, Bob Buffer. Buffer is one of the Buffer brothers. The guys who are the announcers, right? That's the Buffers. I know who you're talking about, though. Yeah, he's a he's right. A, he's like one twelve. Baffert. Straight. Baffert. His name is Baffert. B a f f e r t, and his horse Medina Spirit. That's his seventh Kentucky Derby win. This guy knows how to train the horses. It's obvious. He is the Tom Brady of horse racing. Period. But the Kentucky Derby is a great example. I used to own a bar back in the day. Used to own a bar and grill down in, uh, down in Florida. And I've worked in a few. The amount of people who would come into a bar and grill and ask that I put on horse racing on a TV was zero. Gambling was not as accessible as it was back then. People have always been betting the ponies, and certainly but that argument is that they at least like to watch. No one ever asked. They've asked for football games. They've asked for hockey games. They've asked for basketball games. They've asked for soccer games. No one ever asked for horse racing. However... When the Kentucky Derby is on in any bar or grill across the country, when that race starts, people pass out the mint juleps. And people are like, wait, what's this? It's a mint julep. It's the Kentucky Derby. People are like, oh, that's right. It's the Kentucky Derby today. As if they had somehow forgotten in their long list of things to remember. And then they turn up the TV and everyone goes, oh, wait. Okay. Oh, see, that horse is, is five to one. Okay. There's the favorite. See, they don't like to race in the slop. All of a sudden, everyone's a racing expert 10 minutes before race time. And as that race happens, 
every eye in the place is transfixed on that screen and people are yelling at who they've never watched a horse race in their entire life some of them can't spell horse they've never played the game of horse and basketball and then it went wow what a race Ooh, a photo finish oh my gosh and then someone will mention secretariat or or you know war machine whatever it is uh oh, it was a man of war and then everyone goes back to their chicken tenders that is the extent to which people are excited about horse racing and the Kentucky Derby. I do Unless, like of course, you're there and you got a big hat. That's how they view the Olympics this year. There is no buildup. There is no excitement. There is no talking about what it took to get there. It, there's zero. It's happening this summer. It's the month of May. You don't have them guts. People aren't interested. And just like we've seen in the ratings, I think it's going to show. I think it's going to show up just like that. That's, my, that's why I say they're not even going to bother. They're not going to have the Olympics. Between the fact that no one's interested and the fact that they're, they've got a serious issue regarding COVID, just one man's take. That brings us to the McDonald's story. Do I have time for the McDonald's story, Producer Ari? Yeah, sure, if you want. I, I, I want. So a woman gets DoorDash uh, uh, to, to her house, and she, she DoorDashes some McDonald's, which I always find strange, but say lovey. People do uh, fast food, and they DoorDash it. And it gets dropped off, and on the bag uh, 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 of the DoorDash comes a... Uh, business card that says uh here lose weight ask me how so the delivery driver one would assume added to this woman's delivery a business card hey i can help you lose weight um is that genius marketing or insane I was once in an Uber where the Uber driver was also selling jewelry. Yeah, all right. I'm fine all with right? that. I had zero problem with that whatsoever. I was hanging a couple places like, all right, this is crazy. This, this is something else. Um, that's, that's, I think, is, is fine. You're going you're gonna, to uh, leave the, 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 the business card there and be like, hey, uh, Hey, uh, in, in case you're uh, tired of being fat from all that, uh, from all that McDonald's. That's not the you're. That's come on. Yeah, you, 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 you're looking a little, uh, you're looking a little tubby there. Like you're uh, eating a lot of fries. But it was. I assume they sound like Norm McDonald. If they had been delivering a salad, I'm sure the card would have still been left there. It was not just because of the McDonald's. Well, I think you should order everything under the sun and then do a little check. Because I'm not so sure. Oh, come on, dude. But no, the, the card is wrong. You're door dashing. I don't think you get to do your own advertising, which is weird because with the Uber driver, I didn't care. Yeah. It, but maybe I would have cared if the Uber driver said, so, uh, you're a little chubby back there. You looking for a trainer? Right? That, that would have... Try these essential oils. All right. Well, if the Uber driver called you fat, then yeah, I'd have a problem with that. But if they gave you a business card, I wouldn't care. Right. Um, I would. Eh, I have respect I the I side would. hustle. I love the side hustle. 
I have no problem with a side hustle. It's just, I think, a question of how you approach that side hustle and me, because maybe some things are a little more uh, easy to address than others. You know what I need to address, if I could, uh, for a second? It's the fact that Mother's Day is around uh, the, the corner, and that means you need to get with Omaha Steaks. Thrilled to have them as a part of the show. OmahaSteaks.com. Promo code Tony and the Let's Go Grill package for Mother's Day, which is going to really uh, get you in with mom, right? You're going to have good food. You're going to eat well. The four butcher's cut filet mignons, the four boneless pork chops, the four boneless chicken breasts, the four kielbasa sausages, the dessert that comes with it. Yeah. It's all in the Let's Go Grill Pack. And right now, use promo code TONY, T-O-N-Y. You're going to get 12 ultra-juicy Omaha Steaks burgers for free. That's almost four pounds of free burgers and $20 off on your first order. All right, summer's coming. You're going to grill. You're going to enjoy. But Mother's Day is around the corner. Get it now before it's too late. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use the code TONY, T-O-N-Y. You're going to get 12 free Omaha Steaks burgers and $20 off at checkout on your first offer, on your first order. That's OmahaSteaks.com. OmahaSteaks.com. And use my promo code, the keyword, TONY. It must have been because I was away for a few days that I did not follow everything regarding Rudy Giuliani and this raid on his home. But this raid on his home is insane. This argue, what is what does this have to do? Oh yeah, that's right. Russia, Russia, Russia. We're still doing this. We're still these people. We're still making this claim that Russia is a thing, and we have to fight, and the problem, and Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Alan Dershowitz is like, hey, Rudy Giuliani, if you want constitutional advice, I'm more than happy to help out, meaning I'm not going to be your lawyer, but this is nonsense. So what they did is they raided his apartment, and he's making the argument that it was an attempt to frame him. This is a federal probe about whether he violated the law by lobbying the Trump administration on behalf of Ukrainian officials in 2019. Now, I have spoken out on these types of subjects before, and this is why I am not a Michael Flynn fan. This is different than whether or not I think the FBI abused him, which they did. This is an argument about whether or not he should have disclosed a working relationship with Turkey. And I believe he should have. And I believe when he didn't, that was problematic. So if you're not disclosing relationships with other nations, that's a problem. Working with other nations, not a problem whatsoever. I have zero issue with that whatsoever. If, if uh, Poland wants to hire me to help lobby on their behalf, as long as I'm letting people know, I think it's fine. And by the way, I'm I'm prepared to help Poland right now. I think they're good people. My family comes from Poland. I'm 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 happy to uh, to reconnect with my roots and help in that way. Right? The firm of Cats and Castle is ready to help. Let's m- go. Move. Wait, what? Said so let's go. Right, right. You you would you would uh, gladly lobby for for the Poles, right? Yeah, my uh my lineage is from Poland as well. There it is. There it is at the firm of Cats and Castle. Castle and Cats. Can you can you please? 
settle yourself down. It's Cats and Castle. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, you know what it is? It's Cats and Cats with Ari. Uh, Just you know so what? We're I overplayed my hand. Yes, you did. As long as we do it, you know, that's when you hear me talk about, for example, why I don't give stock advice and I'll say, OK, I own a piece of this or I don't I, I don't listen to me. It's because you, you need to know if I'm going to bring something up, I can't be bringing it up because I've got a business interest in it and I'm not sharing that. That's there. There's there's plug all the rules. There's pay all the rules in radio things. like, and, and then there's just, well, how do you have faith in somebody? If I'm talking about a product, and I'm clearly not an advertiser, right? They're clearly not an advertiser. But I'm talking about a product, and oh, by the way, I own the product, and I'm not telling you. And I'm acting like it's just this cool thing that's duplicitous. If you're not disclosing what nation you're working for, that's duplicitous. In this situation here, they banging on his door at 6 a.m., a bunch of FBI agents, and they raided his house. Just like they did to Roger Stone, just like they did to Paul Manafort, just like they never did to Hillary Clinton. I mean, that's remarkable. Now, what's so interesting is that the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the NBC had to retract false claims about Rudy Giuliani. And this leads us into a place of what, what do you trust? The Times had to append their correction to a story about the role Giuliani possibly played in the 2019 recall of Ambassador Yovanovitch and whether he received a warning from the FBI about Russian disinformation. Mr. Giuliani did not receive such a so-called defensive briefing, even though they said he did. The Washington Post, an earlier version of the story, published Thursday, incorrectly reported that One America News was warned about the FBI, was warned by the FBI that it was the target of a Russian influence operation. What I find interesting about these stories is that it was the CNNs of the world who were going after the New York Post and Fox News because, oh, the New York Post said that Kamala Harris's book was being distributed at the border, and that didn't happen. And then Fox News said you couldn't eat beef because of Joe Biden, and that didn't happen. Oh, they're just willing to spread any lie they can. And then they have to do correcting, and no one says a word. So let's break this down into all its component parts, shall we? Number one, the raid of Rudy Giuliani is criminally insane. He's right to take it personal, and he should sue the living daylights out of the FBI. And so we're clear, it is a shame that I would have to say of the FBI that they have really shown themselves to be a trash organization, a radically political organization, but is what is. I can't, I can't say you got to throw everybody out. They still clearly do some good works, but they do enough awful things for people to be disgusted with them. These are the experts I'm supposed to know, like, and trust. Not, not a chance. Not a chance. He should sue. He should sue these organizations that lied about him. You have to fight back aggressively. It doesn't matter what they say about you. Just pummel them over the head. Isn't that right, Nicholas Salmon? He would uh, give comment, but he's too busy counting all the money he won. Of course Dershowitz should want to help him. 
who referred to what happened uh, as uh, this is what happens in banana republics. In banana republics, in Castro's Cuba, in many parts of the world, when a candidate loses for president, they go after the candidate, they go after his lawyers, they go after his friends. Is there any question that this is what's happening? This is what's happening. The Democratic Party has shown you who they are. They have shown you what they're about. They're not, a, they're not playing around. These people are in it for the blood, baby. This is who they are. Uh, 2019, Marie Ivanovich. Marie Ivanovich was a nobody. To the extent that she was good at her job or bad at her job, I would leave that to others. But to the extent that you, her, her uh, position was something you knew about or cared about, that was zero. And when they decided she was some kind of hero for her statements, of course it was nonsense. Of course it was. It was beginning to end nonsense. And now you're going to take a 2019 conversation and go after Rudy Giuliani in 2021? Dear Lord, you mad at him for knowing something about the Bidens, perhaps? I don't know. But whatever Rudy's got, go public as all hell. And sue these people. They deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. This is Tony Katz today. Tomorrow, everyone.